Please listen carefully. This is Chris, and this is Cross the Con Radio. Today we have Nathan Holiday on the podcast. Nathan is the founder and uh, creator of the Level Method. So we just started uh, with the Level Method a few months ago. This is a way of taking CrossFit, which draws from many different disciplines, and puts a colored belt system on what we do. So when a lot of people look at CrossFit, they say, "Oh, I can't do that," or "This is." too difficult or they see some uh, Instagram CrossFit celebrity doing some crazy stuff and you know they say it's not for them that they can't do it and so what level method does is makes it much more clear that anybody can do it and that yes there are going to be progressions from beginner to intermediate to advanced uh, for many different areas so because CrossFit is so varied where there's strength components and there's cardio components and there's gymnastic components, uh, it can get a little confusing to uh, people out there as to, you know, the fact that there are different levels of uh, progressions and difficulties. So what Nathan has done is basically take different categories, put uh, metrics on them in terms of where you may fall, and then you come out with a, an overall color belt um, not an actual belt like martial arts, but um, in general, uh, a color. And then also knowing that you might have strengths and weaknesses in different areas, so you're going to be different colors in different areas, and that's okay. Uh, and then for our programming, from day to day, what we do is we program and have six different levels of difficulty. So all the way from super beginner, never worked out in, the, in someone's life, uh, overweight, um, and so we're going to modify and scale to their ability all the way up to a competitor level. So I wanted to get Nathan on the podcast because it can get it can be a little confusing when you first start looking at it. Um, the colors seem, you know, obviously interesting and, uh, you know, attract your attention, but then it can be a little confusing as to how to implement it. So I wanted to get him on and pick his brain about the levels and, and how he came up with it and uh, some of the nuances and details. So hope you enjoy this podcast. Even if you don't use Level Method at your gym, um, it's an interesting way to basically take this very varied, very uh, nebulous system that we call CrossFit and then put on uh, some metrics on it so it makes it more clear for everybody. Enjoy. All right, guys. So we have Nathan Holiday. And uh, he is the founder of Level Method. Uh, for you guys who are Kana members, you know that um, we are rolling with the Level Method programming and the map. And so what I want to do today is really pick Nathan's brain in terms of um, how he got going with Level Method, what it meant to start it, the evolution of it, and, and all those, all that thing. So um, Nathan, why don't you start with a quick introduction, like what your background is, how you got into fitness uh, and all that for sure so um i when i was growing up in high school and stuff i was very skinny just naturally and so i kind of got into bodybuilding and and you know all that sort of stuff and sort of growing in that way and then i joined the army when i was 18 and sort of started same thing like trying to get stronger faster 
Um, I got deployed uh, as a sniper team leader in 2006, and then that's where I was introduced to to CrossFit, and I, like immediately was just fascinated with fitness in general, and just became totally obsessed. After I got off the deployment, I, I started coaching, and uh, you know I just dove totally into fitness and programming and nutrition and everything that I could do to find out ways to get better. And then I started coaching, uh, and then coaching really took a big uh, seat in my life where I was looking to try to figure out ways to get people to improve faster, to be more motivated, to be more interested in their process. Because one of the things I found was that it's uh, sort of, it's a little crazy. There's so many things within fitness, and I don't really have any, I didn't have any direction. I didn't know where I was uh, in terms of like relative strength and and speed and all these sorts of things. So I started coaching and then a few years later, the natural sort of this evolution of uh, into gym ownership and continued on the the gym path from 2012 to about 2016 is when um, Level Method really started getting fully developed. And again, it was always to answer this question of how can I plug people into fitness so that they have a clear path, a map through this sort of craziness of what's going on. Uh, and so first iterations of, of Level Method went through. I tested it in my gym for um, six months and all of my, you know, it took two, about a year and a half of full develop, maybe a year um, to develop all of the data and get everything tight. And then we started moving out into gyms and um, and now it's developed. Now we're in our second uh, version, which is taking all of the data that we learned after, you know, like 300,000 data points and all this stuff to figure out where the sticking points were. And then that's sort of where we are, right? The, 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 this, I, I look at it as a, a form of technology to help people see exactly where they are in fitness and then to be able to map out a, a game plan to have, have a, a plan of action as opposed to simply coming into class and and you know you're getting fitter but it's it you're kind of wondering well what what am i what am i going to do with all this so like wh where are we going what's the what's right. the accomplishment what do i want to achieve right now if you had to explain and i'm sure you had to um what level method is to a lay person um and someone so someone who doesn't even do crossfit um how would you explain it, it it's essentially martial arts belts you know so if you think um, it, there's a reason martial arts has belts, right? Mm -hmm. If you didn't have belts, people would just be going into a thing and like, what, just hanging out and fighting each other, basically. <laughs> but once, once you sort of, there's a ranking system and fitness is, is lacking that the idea of levels have been, has been around forever. But right. what we're doing is we're just attaching levels and a, and a ranking system very similar to martial arts belts and, you know, being able to categorize different fitness elements. But yeah, martial arts arts is exactly what that is now do you have a background in martial arts is that where that came from or you just knew that it had existed and so that's something that you had looked to i uh yeah so i i grew up i i did a little bit of wrestling but not much but then i got very involved in brazilian jiu-jitsu for a, you know gotcha. a couple of years that's kind of what the the belt system is based off of mm -hmm. um, and i my dad's a black belt in uh, bjj and i have friends and i kind of like all of my friends that used that I used to do it with are all now black belts, but I never, I didn't, I got into fitness and that totally took me away. But yeah, uh, BJJ is what it is. So uh, in our private Facebook group, I put out the fact that we were going to be doing this interview. And so I have a few questions from members. Cool. So one of them had asked if it was inspired by martial arts, which obviously we covered that it is. Um, 
But she also asked, is there any crossover from martial arts to this? So do you see a correlation of, you know, if you're an orange belt in BJJ, then, you know, you might be a, an orange belt in, in this, or is it, is it pretty unrelated? So the, originally, the the first map was calibrated pretty equivalently to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the in the world sense of like mm-hmm. how good is somebody within fitness, purple mm-hmm. belt, and then how good is somebody within BJJ purple belt, right? And that's sort of changed in terms of like if I'm a B, if I'm Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, will I be able to do fitness in this category? It's totally unrelated because as mm-hmm. anybody who's done technique plays such a massive role in those sorts of things. So you can have people that are pretty unfit, but they're actually quite good at Jiu-Jitsu. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the the relationship originally was more calibrated within the world. Now it's more like black. So in version two, black belt in uh, level method is more like purple belt within Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in terms of this relative skill level or relative you know ability level and that makes sense because you added the whole red red belt the elite division um so that would kind of push everyone you know shift everyone but i think in the end result and uh and you can obviously speak to it but it seems like from version one to version two and our gym has only known version two but just having seen me having seen version one it seems like the um particularly the, the yellow and the orange levels are spread out more so that it's more accessible to move up a stripe. Exactly. Yeah, so that's exactly, that was a big thing that we saw was that it was taking too long for people to go from, you know, say yellow one to yellow two to yellow three. So mm-hmm. we, we were just finding these sticking points. So essentially we just took it and blew it out and now above brown, they're all, it's all pretty much this. It's very similar. Black and above is all pretty much the same. But all those lower levels have been blown out just to give more steps, you know, because it's way more right. fun when you have, like, the steps right here as opposed to this is going to take forever, right? So this right. is right. – and this is a product. There's nothing like the level method had, like, in terms of progressing someone through, nothing had been developed in that way. So, like, the original calibration – it was just sort of like what we, what I thought was going to work. And then obviously nothing ever works the way we imagine it's going to be like we were talking about before, right? right? It's like, it mm-hmm. takes a little bit of time to, to get things going. So another question from a different member um, was that rate of uh, progression. So, um, you know, we have three times throughout the year that we're going to be testing the, the 15 particular tests on the, on the map. Um, but day to day, people are obviously going to be progressing simply by doing the work workouts and um, there's some accessory work that could be done. So her question is, you know, what can someone expect in terms of improving from level to level? And then also, does it get, um, does it take longer the higher you go up because those adaptations, you know, are going to, to take longer? The idea that like, as a beginner, you're going to PR every day, but uh, for someone who's been doing CrossFit for 10 years, you might not PR for an entire year, right? Um, yeah, so it, at the higher levels, it definitely does take longer simply because of like, as you get more fit to make every additional step is a little bit more. It's like percentages, t- it takes longer and longer. Uh, you have this, you know, newbie gains where you just, you know, when someone mm-hmm. comes in, they just adapt like crazy. They're just like leveling right. up all the time and then it does start to slow down. But in terms of like average time between levels, 
like it really really varies like i've done i've crunched the numbers in my own gym and it's you know in the original level uh, or the version one map it was two to three months for overall jump mm. right so because you have individual categories and you have people that are going to be predisposed to being better in certain categories so like i'll have somebody who used to run track in high school haven't done anything Thing, and then they'll come in and they'll just smash like week after week over, over, over leveling up their run if they wanted to. Um, but another really big factor in terms of adaptation and like whenever we ask about averages, you know, we're thinking like, OK, well, what's the, the what like how what can I expect? The, the absolute biggest differentiator in terms of being able to speed up the rate at which you progress is focus. Right. It's the amount of it's the diligence with with which you come to all of the practice, you know, that whole virtuosity idea. So if somebody wants to level up more, it's about, you know, asking a coach about, OK, how do I get where are my weaknesses sitting down, mapping out a game plan and then really focusing on the details of the program. Right. Of like doing all the little things right consistently over time. And just when you want to get kind of I mean, we don't we don't want to, but we will get sidetracked, bringing ourselves back to this outcome that we want that. Like I've had people that come in and I've had I had one. This is on version one. Go from yellow two to blue in a year and like two months, <laughs> which was, I mean, that's the fact that one, which would be the equivalent of like orange to uh, purple, yeah, maybe even up into browns um, on version two. And the number one thing, the reason she was able to do that is she was, she came before class, she worked on her stuff, she was looking at her weaknesses, she was constantly, she wasn't trying to level up all the time, but she was constantly working on the specific weaknesses, doing her strength work because she was a uh, very good at running and mm -hmm. her aerobic was really solid, but all of her upper body push stuff and her squats and those, that sort of area was lagging. And she was just always working on those things. And it, it, that's the biggest factor. So anytime anybody asks, you know, what's the average, I mean, in the average, when you think about just in, in terms of in general, people average in, in gyms, it's a little different, but the average in the world isn't that all that great. We want to think about the specific like uh, the, the individual person and the quality of the work that that person does. And that's going to be way above average no matter who you are. Yeah, there are so many benefits to the system. Uh, you know, the day-to-day the -day one is just simply having six different versions of the workout laid out so that people are more informed as to what version they'll do. Um, and yeah, some days will play more to their strengths and other days it will play more to their weaknesses. So that's where you consider the individual tests. That's what the levels considerations are, right? Exactly. Um, but, you know, one of the other things that it does is really makes it kind of fun in a, in a game gamified way to work on your weaknesses because no one likes working on their weaknesses, but when it becomes a game of, all right, my overall color is based on my weakness and I want to bump up in, in overall color, well, you better be sure I'm going to show up to workouts that I normally would have cherry picked. Exactly. And that's like one of the, it's funny because, you know, there's a, there's, we, we could have done overall level in many different ways, right? It could be mm -hmm. averages, but we base it on the weak, on the weakness on purpose because that's very similar to how life is. 
if a weakness comes up, like you're kind of going to, you know what I mean? And it's when somebody knows exactly what that thing is, they can double down on that and it becomes a game. And you and I might have the same level, but we have very different weaknesses. So now I'm not like it, the comp the competition, the quote unquote competition is much different. We're like on the same team. You might be working on X, Y, Z. I might be working on this other thing, but we can work together. And it's like, we're both going to level up, which is very cool. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, so another, so <clears throat> as our people are finding their overall levels, they're now seeing the um, electricity, plumbing, ventilation, uh, objective strength, relative strength uh, in their profile uh, using the app. Can you explain those? And maybe let's start with the electricity, plumbing, ventilation um, in terms of what that is, why it matters, what that information can tell us, all that. Yeah, so uh, the, the electricity, plumbing, ventilation concept um, was my solution to simplifying the super complicated world of energy systems, right? When you think about and they hear that word and it's like I'm in, in physiology class, I, like people just turn off. It's like doesn't even work. But when you think about electricity, plumbing and ventilation, it simplifies the concepts and it kind of through the words tells us what the nature of the work is. So like electricity, it's all neurological, it's brain, it's connection, it's tension, right? It's muscular tension. It's being able to contract and produce tension in the muscles. With plumbing, it's all cellular-based stuff. With ventilation, it's all breathing, right? So if, if you take the 15 categories of the map, each one of the categories will fall mainly in one of those different things. So like front squat falls under electricity, deadlift under electricity. And then some of the categories morph a little bit. So like um, upper body push in the lower levels is more like it might be plumbing because I'm doing more muscular, but then I get up into the singles and now I'm doing so based on where what someone's levels are, we can we, we basically attached a, a value. So now wherever someone's levels are, it'll pull. OK, this one goes to electricity score. This one goes to this one goes to plumbing score. This one goes to a ventilation score. And so we can get these aggregate scores. It's like the average of five or seven or whatever of the different categories. So a lot of people will ask, like, how do you get a relative score if I don't put in my body weight? Right. That This is a question mm -hmm. that comes up. But because it doesn't have anything to do, it has to do with the test itself. So when somebody sees electricity, it's basically saying uh, like your electricity system, if it's if it's higher, you know, it might be it's much better than, say, your plumbing system. And it's just insight. So it will get like a, a power lifter or somebody who has that sort of background and all of their electricity scores will just be off the charts. Bam, bam, bam. But mm -hmm. then their their ventilation scores are all lower. Now, their overall score will be low because, as we mentioned, the 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 weaknesses is what holds someone back. But we have those now someone can say, look at my electricity score. And it's it's way high. So it's like it's there's a there's a multitude. There's a, there's a multiple different ways that we kind of bring that in because we want to highlight people's strengths. But we also want to show them like, OK, these are the things you need to work on. So the aggregates and the relative and the objective, they're like insights that are kind of interesting and, and cool to see, knowing that fitness is all of it together. Can you just go back and because uh, I, I know uh, who asked this and, uh, and other people might need a little more clarification. So let's say objective strength versus relative strength. I think most people at face value can understand that, you know, relative strength has more to do with body weight. But like you said, you, we don't ever put in our body weight. 
So can you just talk about what yeah. what those so, two things are saying and then also the, the difference between the two? For sure. So like uh, objective, you think of it, it's objective. It's external. It's outside myself. Relative is relative to my body weight. So like any of the tests that require a percentage of body weight, you know, or any mm -hmm. of those tests, so upper body pull, uh, squat endurance, uh, even rings, anything that is my body weight is a relative score. But right. things that have an objective score that is like, it's just a number, it's, it's outside of me, it's deadlift this amount of weight, that's an objective score. And so we yeah. have those two things because in nature, uh, we, I mean, and we do get this question, we got it a lot in the early days of like, why isn't everything based on body weight? It's mm -hmm. because life isn't really built that way either. And it's like, right. if I have to pick up a, a something that I come across, it doesn't matter if I am a, a lightweight it's, or if I have to pull myself up on a tree or whatever, it doesn't matter how much I weigh. I have to have both of those tests. So objective and relative are both, they're equally important but they're just describing different uh, different kinds of strength, essentially, like my body weight strength relative to how much I weigh versus objective strength, which is has nothing to do with my body weight. It's just how, pick up that weight over there. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, because because the actual tests, uh, it's built into, into exactly. those tests. Yeah, so it, totally as opposed to a re, generally it, when those questions come up, there people are right. Generally, a relative strength score will would have to do with your body weight. But because the test itself has to do with body weight, we, we right. can take it out, right? Exactly, they've already done the calculation. Right, exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. I, and, and just from a, from a, a, a fellow geek, um, I really appreciate the progressions, particularly for the upper body push, because you go from these push-ups, which, okay, that totally makes sense, right? And then you go to a barbell press Totally makes sense. Isolate the shoulders. Then we get into handstand push-ups. Yeah. But what I really love about that is be is is because that's how we would scale people anyway in terms of all right, if you don't have handstand push-ups, let's start with dumbbell presses, right? right. Um, but what I really love about it is that you've thought about the fact that once you get to let's say twelve handstand push-ups, now we're looking at more of a stamina exactly. uh, factor. And so someone who can do twenty-five handstand push-ups doesn't mean that their strength is higher. It just means they're, they have more stamina. Exactly. Uh, so then we go back to barbell, which, so I, I there's no question there. It, it's just uh, an admiration for how well thought out that is. Oh, thanks. Uh, so just, just coming from a fellow geek. That was um, funny about that. Just like that, that, uh, you know, the progression in a category Mm -hmm. from changing the movements and almost changing the, the way that was like the thing that was the breakthrough for the level map th that made yes, it work. I could see that, you know, so like up to that I point, everything it. was like linear, right? It's yeah. like yeah. push up and then more push ups and you get up to a hundred push ups. But like, what the hell am I, what am I testing? Right. Why am I doing right? this? Right. <laughs> right. Yep. So it's just, uh, that was it. Well, and like you said in the beginning, cause I mean, I, I started across it in 2008. I remember, multiple people trying to do what what this is doing in a much more rudimentary way but having categories having movements having levels um yeah obviously I mean, we started like you and i started in the same t right around the same time like 2007 2008 the old school days right. and it, it was that it was that seattle level four was like one of the exactly. very first seattle, ones. yeah skip chase and all yeah. these guys yep um and so we used that back then on the old school forums but 
this clearly is is well incredibly well developed uh, compared to those guys but um i can see where that breakthrough needed to happen because you can't just say that someone who does 200 push-ups is stronger right they it's might totally have different stamina and endurance but it's it's totally different and like the thing that those those systems are missing and nothing against the, the like it, everything works but the thing that that was missing was the concept of how energy systems work like mm-hmm. how things morph right. and change and how you adapt the test so if if i do you know if i can do one push up versus 100 push ups it's a totally different system it's like a max right. rep versus just totally burning out cellularly, yeah. right? So you're, it's a, you're, that's a, you're doing the same movement, but you're testing totally different things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking about the whole idea of not being linear, can you talk about, um, uh, I think it's particularly the uh, neurological core endurance and how, how not linear that is because there's some strict knees to, uh, a toes of, strict toes to bar and um, versus the sit-ups and, and the jumping rope and all that. Can you just... Maybe yeah, so for that particular the, one, but overall even. Yeah, that neurological and core endurance, like a lot of them, a lot of the the, the categories have like prerequisites, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're building these prerequisites before we're implementing these harder, more, you know, quote unquote dangerous, but more potent movements, right? So right. it's like, how do you test neurological and core? Like a- Annie does it, in a way, but only if you have these, these things down, only mm-hmm. if you can do double unders, you can do all these things. And GHD's, uh, this GHD sit up, like you really need to have good core control and be able to manage all those things before you start doing GHD sit ups. So like having these strength p- p- components in the tests and the neurological core is one of the only ones that has these like multiple things, right? It's a plus. Right. It's right. like you got to do this and you got to do this and you're kind of building up like Tabatas and you're like doing all this stuff. And then you get you sort of graduate to doing things together. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the a lot of the tests do that, like with uh, scap pull ups. Right. Mm-hmm. Making, like as a test, which is kind of a strange thing, but it's it's really more about showing control and capacity in those things before now we're moving on to these more advanced things. Right. And the specialists who are listening to this would thank you for that because, you know, if anyone has ever attended, like, let's say the gymnastics uh, uh, course, it's all about, uh, we had a saying, like, slowest rep wins. Like, if you can yeah. do a one-minute pull-up or one-minute muscle-up, that that shows way more uh, virtuosity than yeah, totally. 10 totally. muscle-ups, right? Yeah, and that's like, even within the level method, you know, We've worked a lot to try to control these things, but anything can be done. It's like personal standards and it's like virtuosity. Mm-hmm. And if you come to these things with virtuosity, I mean, it's going to work so much better than like trying to race it and be like, I'm going to just get burned through these right. as opposed to just doing everything really well and be able to do every every level super well and then move up nice and slow and not rushing it that's a that's such a big thing is like even in my own personal journey as an athlete always having the sense of needing to rush always mm-hmm. having the sense like i gotta go i gotta go faster I, I gotta get better faster but it's like dude we got plenty of time there's plenty of time to take it easy do things right 
I mean, when I say take it easy, I just mean taking away that like anxiety of like, everyone's going to pass me. I promise right. that if, if somebody does the details right, they're going to improve way faster, way faster than anybody else who's trying to cut corners. As yeah. soon as you cut corners, what happens? You get hurt and then you're derailed and you're not going to do anything for like a year. Right. And I think that also comes into play with your standards for, uh, let's say, pull-ups, right? Where you need to be a certain level and show strict control and strict strength um, before kipping. So can you talk about that, the idea that, you know, we're not going to just skip to kipping, um, that we need to demonstrate strength? Yeah. So like, I mean, I think that one of the biggest criticisms within the CrossFit world, uh, I mean, not within, outside looking in, Mm -hmm. is danger being being dangerous right like this is right. the thing people and you kind of come into the world of crossfit and you come into a gym and if you might have had these preconceived notions and then you see like oh it's actually not that dangerous it, it has to do with the, how the people do the workouts and how, like mm -hmm. so if you have an e super ego driven bunch of dudes they're going to just be crushing each other and they're going to get hurt inevitably right but right. so the level method works to solve some of these things by controlling that and the big criticism of it being dangerous, one of the most common ones is kipping pull-ups, right? People just coming in and not having that upper body strength and using their body weight, this, you know, this, this transfer of power through the hips and into the shoulders. And this is, it's, it's, you know, liberating for somebody to, to do a pull-up. And this is one of the things is like, as soon as I get my first pull-up, I feel like a million bucks and that's awesome. But not if, you feel like a million bucks and then you hurt yourself and then you can't do anything again. So what we're doing mm -hmm. is we're building this foundation within the, the entire shoulder girdle and everything of this solid contraction. So all those, those elements within the lats and the shoulders and the scaps have all been developed to the point where it can then take the power of the, this transfer of power from the hips. It can take it when I'm doing a workout. If I try again, this is like a shortcut thing. When you look at like, original crossfit style stuff the people is virtuosity idea it's like it comes from a gymnastics background and gymnastics when they're doing kipping it is freaking beautiful perfect mm -hmm. like but what happens yeah. over years and years of it being watered down it comes to people sort of flopping around because they're looking at this external goal of getting my chin over the bar any possible way and when i right. do it i'm a champion right so right. it's like just taking this step back to build that strength and it, it comes always back to that virtuosity idea building the strength working on that super solid fluidity the the coordination of the body and then taking those skills and bringing them to a, a an output a capacity output type of workout yeah that reminds me of uh i, I was uh at a at a thing with uh, john gilson and uh he was relaying the story that um one of his athletes was was telling him how he was so proud that he had done strict JT, which JT is a hero workout, 2159, handstand push-ups, ring dips, and push-ups. And um, so basically he was he was not doing kipping handstand push-ups. And uh, Gilson is like, strict JT? We used to just call that JT. Right, right, exactly. Like, like there was no such thing as kipping handstand push-ups back in the day, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But everyone was playing the game of trying to go faster. And yeah, on a competition floor, that that does matter but when we're looking at like health and wellness and overall longevity and and virtuosity doing both is great but if not both then focus on the strict strict portion 
And again, it's it's that shortcut, right? It is what what is a kipping movement, but a way of taking the the, the required work and transferring it through your whole body, right? So mm -hmm. you like I use my mm -hmm. hips, and, but what ends up happening is some of these supporting structures that aren't necessarily ready to do it, they get compromised. So I, even with the neck, right, I'm coming banging my neck or whatever. And it's not to say like, even within the level method, people kip, but it's after a certain point, right? Mm -hmm. It's after I've shown this ability. And that's what, that's the big factor is once I've shown this ability, then it's like you're free. You've shown the, that you have the, uh, the capacity to do these movements in a strict way and now you've graduated to be able to do this work capacity based way. Yeah, you've earned it. You've exactly. earned the right to uh, to do something that requires more coordination and uh, and uh, and more complex movement. Yeah, exactly. So we just started with you guys. Uh, our people are loving it. You obviously have been running it at your gym for how many years and iterations? Since, since 2016, and we've gone through probably I don't know. 10 or 12 testing cycles and every time people level up it's crazy yeah so that was my next question so you know for our people it's obviously brand new it's shiny it's a shiny object um can you talk about the longevity standpoint of this and then with that the possibility and maybe even probability of leveling down and what that entails what that looks like uh just because of age and and all that yeah, so that long-term minded thing is very important. So you look at it like a, a multi-year journey of where you want to go and not so much like I have to level up as much as I possibly can right now, even though it, when you first get introduced to it, that's what the sensation is going to be. Like I right. want to get better as fast as possible. And you see all these things and looking at the app all the time and planning and scheming. And I mean, I've had people do that and they've continued to do it for two or three years and they're just mapping out their process. And it, it really has to do with the kind of mind that someone has. If they're a planner and they want to do it step by step, then it's going to fall right into that. If they're not, then it's more about focusing on the, the details of just weakness work, right? So just focus mm -hmm. on the, the weaknesses, not so much I'm going to plan on everything because it doesn't need to be complicated. If you're just doing the site, the testing cycles or the assessment cycles, and then you're working on your weaknesses or getting with the coach and working on those things, then it's a very, very steady progression because as you improve, you get different weaknesses and then you can kind of dive into that for a little while. But right. anybody who's do, doing uh, any sort of fitness CrossFit on an ongoing weight will continuously improve for at least two or three years before, I mean, if they're in the, the yellow orange zone, before mm -hmm. the, the necessity of individualized type stuff in terms of like my whole program, right? So once someone gets into the, the browns and the blacks, now it, we get into sort of specialization territory, right? And if somebody wants mm -hmm. to start competing, they can they can maintain and, and obviously continue to get fitter by just doing class programming. But everybody sort of develops at this high level in different ways, and you might need a little bit more of something else. So that's a, a very important factor. But just doing the class the class workouts over the long term, you will continuously improve. For I, I'm always shocked because I think the same thing. I'm like, dude, right. Even we, it's like, what's good? Is, is no one gonna? But every time, everybody, like, we just have a sea of level ups. And then, in terms of, um, oh, leveling down, 
Yeah, that that does happen. It usually happens when someone goes on vacation or it, mm. it's the exact same thing that a, a scale does, right? Or a or mm -hmm. when you get on the in body. So if I expect and I, I'm I, I've gotten, you know, I've gained weight or, you know, if a guy's trying to gain muscle and he's lost muscle or whatever, what the what the assessments do is it can be kind of a a I won't say a slap in the face, but it's like a Oh man, but it's coming to terms with the reality of the situation and looking and saying, okay, well, I, I looks like I got some work to do and I'm mm -hmm. going to start to work on these things. And it's just about plugging back into what got you success in the past, right? Because every single person that like that is listening or that has had success, there's a formula, right? It's a formula and it might be personal, a personalized formula of doing certain things, but there's a formula for success. And you have to follow that formula. So if you've been off of your formula for a while, it's like, okay, let me let me kind of think about what's been going on. What stress do I have? Have I not mm -hmm. been sleeping? Have the holidays been going on? Have I yeah. not been training? You know, getting with the coach and setting a game plan and hitting that reset button. That's all. Right. That's what the what any sort of leveling down means. And it and it happens like it doesn't happen a lot if you're consistently training. But if you've been doing a specialized program for, you know, three right. or four months, you mm -hmm. might come down. Everybody sees that with any strength progression, anything anybody's ever done. If you specialize for a given period of time after a month of not doing that specialization, you're going to drop down. But the average will be higher. Right. It, you'll only you'll drop down yeah. to only a certain level. You won't go all the way back down to where you were. So that's the, right. that's the idea. I imagine it also because if you are specializing, let's say your your weakness is uh, overall strength, and so you go on a squat program or deadlift program or you know whatever. Um, but then you test, all of a sudden maybe your aerobic goes down, right? Because we were just specializing in strength, so it's kind of a wake up call in the sense of like, well, what what is your goal, right? If you, is your goal to focus on this one particular category, or is your goal to be overall, you know, fit. And if that's the case, then maybe the next time you don't specialize because all of a sudden you realize, oh, specializing in this suddenly made my former strength actually weaker. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's all balanced. And it, exactly what you said with it comes down to what the person wants. Right. You know, and that's one thing is like the level method is a great tool to help people improve over the long run. And it will give you clarity, but it's not like everybody needs to be a competitor and everybody needs to go crazy and start doing, you know what I mean? It's like right. all it does is it gives you a snapshot of, it gives you insight into where you are and what's going on, like yeah. an in-body. Exactly. It is, it is the fitness version of what it, our in-body scanner does, which measures the internal muscle mass and body fat and gives us an objective picture on that. Level method gives us an, an objective picture on our overall fitness because we're hitting 15 different categories. Um, but it's just, it's a snapshot. Exactly. And maybe someone's having a bad month. Maybe something like we just, we have a four month old. So my fitness is, is really not that great, right? It's That's okay because I, I realize what the context is there, right? Um, cool. Um, so I want to let you go. Um, but what projects do we have on the horizon? Anything you can share with us? Anything for level method like uh, that would be interesting for members or, or people out there? Um, yeah, I mean, there are a ton of projects going on a lot, a lot on the like owner side 
Um, but like accessory programs and that sort of stuff is always ongoing. And an accessory program would be like a program that's designed for, say, yellow two or, you know, yellow upper body pushing. And so that's my weakness. And you can work on that thing specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the app, we have a lot of really cool stuff happening with the app and developments and that. So it's it's going to be much like it's very clean already. I'm not on the, the development side, but they're doing tons of stuff all the time updating and making the the screens very clean and everything everything looks really good um but from the from the member side the version two was the biggest that Mm -hmm. has been the absolute biggest thing getting that completed uh and out there and everybody migrated over um i think you guys started on version two we did yeah so that's all we've done yeah. That's perfect. And, and what's your testing cycles like now? What do you what, like? So are we'll, you... we'll hop on the regular cycle once you guys. Uh, I saw the, the schedule for next year, and um, so we we finished in um, just basically the beginning of November. So okay. uh, we were only really a few weeks behind your schedule because I think you guys did October, mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah, we'll hop back on the normal the normal cycle. Nice, and that's that's one thing that the. The assessment cycle. So if you're going into this assessment cycle in, in January, yep. it's really important not to attach, like to look at it as it's a fun and not a super pressure zone. And the 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 entire experience should be exciting. When we do it in the worldwide, we have gyms all over the world doing it and people are leveling up and it's just this sea of super buzz and excitement. So Anybody mm-hmm. who's going to be doing it in January, look forward to it because it's going to be super fun. Yeah, and you guys had warned us as as coaches, but um, I'm really excited for the second time around because there's obviously a lot of um, uh, confusion in the sense just that it's new the first time around and both on the coach's side and the member side and what is this thing and why are we doing this and why is this why is this huge map on the wall and right. you know like what is it what are these colors all about and I didn't meet my expectations for myself and whereas I, I really see the next cycle of testing being a really fun way of seeing all right we leveled up here and leveled up there and yeah this is something we got to work on and yeah so the, sec- the second the second cycle is by far it is like people's everybody you're gonna level up because I mean if you've been training <laughs> It's just like you won't believe it that like it right. does. You'll go into it thinking I'm not going to do any better, and then it's like, bam! And that's what's so cool yeah. is you're quantifying. You're able to see it versus just randomly working out, and you know it's right. like I feel like I might be getting better, but then everybody is getting better together, you know. And yeah. it's like, yeah. well, mm-hmm. I don't really know, but then this objective measurement is just like it's mind blowing. The second one is is gold. That's awesome. That's super cool. So where can people find out um, more information, follow you on social media? Like uh, where can people find you guys? So levelmethod.com is like, I mean, that's kind of, it's geared towards uh, owners more than anything. But what I do want to do is maybe get a a Facebook group for members, like all over in the world or something. We don't really have anything that's supporting in my own social media is just like very, very sparse. I don't do anything on social media. So um, I, it's Nathan Holiday on Instagram, but uh, yeah, you're probably going to see a post from me like every, I don't know, three months or something like that. Yeah. I just work so much, you know, it's just- Yeah, what do you got a lot going on or something? Trying yeah. to run a company? And you, and you still have your gym too. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's, uh, 
That's a, I mean, it's a, it's a full workload, but I think so many people have a full workload. I work with clients all the time and I, I promise that lots, I mean, gym members all over, they're, they're people with professional lives, they have parents and they're, they've got a ton going on all the time. And it's all about prioritizing these most important things, training, nutrition, these things are all super important. And um, yeah, I'm not sure why I'm saying that, but we're all busy, right? Yeah. Well, so I, I, this is a, a bit of a tangent, but something that I'm very interested in and a lot of our members are interested in. Uh, it, I know that you're a geek for productivity and efficiency, yeah. and I imagine you're a fan of Cal Newport and a bunch of these guys and, you know, James Clear. And um, so if you had to give a one productivity tip to somebody, um, what would you say? Well, that's a tough one. It depends on the challenge that somebody has, but I would say... Um, uh, the simplest system out there is called the Pomodoro technique, and yeah, it's a yeah Pomodoro. Te- it's just timed iteration. It's it, it just using a timer to do your work. So if you have if you have a set task to do, you set a timer for say twenty five minutes, and you work for that time, and you try to be uninterrupted. Because when you think about productivity, it's all about just doing the work. It's be produ- being productive is being productive, and the best way to do that is to control the environment that you're being productive in. So setting a, a, a timed uh, a timer, just how a workout is, think about how much work yep. more work you get done when you have a timer. Yep. You're using yep. that same psychology and uh, it, it works. It's, it's, it's probably the, the most effective thing, but we could go into a whole thing on productivity because that's a, it is one of my, my little geeky side projects that I love to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, same. So maybe I'll, we'll just have to do a second podcast just on that. And uh, yeah. I, have a, I have a number of people lined up or wanting to line up for something like that. So maybe we'll, we'll do like snippets and then combine it all to one big podcast. So Yeah, it'd be cool. All right, man. Um, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I know you're crazy busy, but uh, we all are, I guess. And yeah, if you guys are out there and you're interested in Level Method, if, you, if your gym doesn't do it or if you're an owner, just go ahead and look up uh, Level Method. It's been, uh, it's been great for our, our gym. Uh, retention wise and and creating powerful moments and um, yeah thanks Nathan awesome man thank you sir hey folks thanks again for listening to Cross Econa Radio if you like what you heard head over to iTunes and give us a 5 star rating and leave us a review which helps us get found on the interwebs also head over to social media find us on Facebook and Instagram at Cross Econa K-A-N-N-A And if you have any questions for the podcast, email us at info at crossitcona.com. Thanks and have a great day.